As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And what's up, Obscurians? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, my name is Steve, and uh, with me, he's also known as the Daring Dragoon. It's... Yeah, hell, how are you doing, Steven? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> Happy to be here. Ready to talk about some... Uh, classic Campbell comedy. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, took us a little while. I had some technical issues, but uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about uh, Jack of All Trades. Mm -hmm. The I think this was on Fox, right? Uh, it was syndicated, so uh, it could, oh. could be pretty much anywhere. Oh, wow. All, all the possibilities. Cl clearly, <laughs> they were trying to follow uh, on Star Trek syndication success. Uh, I was thinking maybe Herc and Xena? Possibly, but sure, sure. We'll go ahead and throw Star Trek in there. Why not? Well, you'll see why later. Ooh. Or maybe you already know. Well, I know. That, well, for the first time uh, ever, I would say, in this, the history of this show, uh, I know that I have a Star Trek connection, and one of the, the people that I looked up on, um, you know, uh, dur during my research. But uh, but more on that later. Uh, for now, uh, well, what is your history with Jack of All Trades? Did you happen to catch it back in the early aughts? Nope. Uh, I don't remember the show existing mm -hmm. at all. So that means I can... you're one of the people to blame for it being canceled. Good job. Well, yes, go. I was on the marketing team and I did not let myself know about it. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I mean, I'm just you're you're a regular viewer of uh, of TV and movies, and you just you just didn't watch it, so it got canceled. You're, you're to blame. I mean, in two thousand in two thousand, I wasn't really watching too much on TV. I, I don't think I, I was you know about to turn twenty one the following year. <laughs> I was I was out uh, so sowing my my oats. Is that what they? I think say? that's what it. Yeah, you were out sowing your oats with the birds and the bees, like. You were yeah, just like yeah, exactly. looking at Tampa like this. <sighs> I, I was basically I was Jack styling around. <laughs> that uh, I could see that. Yes, uh, I could see that for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I never heard of this wow. show. Uh, it only lasted two seasons, mm -hmm. and I can kind of see why because uh, it, it's both like a show that's pretty smart with its comedy, but also very like dumb in, in a good way, and. You know, I, I, I think like the number of people that can appre that will appreciate both uh, just isn't very large. Right. It's a very uh, specific like uh, kind of comedy. Uh, I would say yeah. this was um, this is before I, I think Bruce Campbell was still sort of hovering on the precipice of like cult and like mainstream success. Uh, right, you know, like right. now everyone knows him as like Ash and like, oh, he's the guy who shows up at all the cons and <laughs> insults the audience and everything. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. This and this is like seven years uh, pre-burn notice, which I feel kind of like re-put him back in people's minds culturally. Yeah, for sure. And this is, you know, every, aside, if you didn't watch Herc and Xena, 
and you weren't an Evil Dead fan, then you had no idea who this guy was. I mean, and he, you know, he wasn't even in Herkinsina all the time. He was just a Toculus who showed up uh, occasionally. but Every once in a blue moon. Yeah, yeah. and I would say uh, that this was definitely, I mean, this show was basically built around Bruce Campbell, wouldn't you say? I mean, who else could like pull yeah. off such a character as Jack Styles? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, this is basically just Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell yeah. uh, around <laughs> Back- it. I did see that one of the executive producers was Sam Raimi, who I assume had a hand probably in creating it or maybe who's show running. It's it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's, but... the, uh, it's the whole Renaissance uh, team, basically. Uh, Renaissance uh, Pictures, the, you know, the people who make uh, Herc and Xena and uh, that go, you know, all the way back to the Evil Dead. Uh, Raimi didn't uh, direct it, but he did uh, did produce it. And, um, yeah, he had the, well, we'll get into the IMDb in a minute, but the, the director, like, he was basically helping out behind the scenes on the original Evil Dead. So, you know, they, uh, they go back a long ways is what I'm uh, trying to say here. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, so should we um, jump into the Obscuratron and uh, dive a little let's, bit deeper into the Jack of All Trades? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to your feature presentation. But before we get into uh, the Jack of all trades, or just Jack of all trades, I don't know why I keep putting the in front of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I'm not feeling very brave. In fact, I'm feeling mm. a little uh, fearful. If only there was like a shirt that would uh that could tell me the way to tell me how to feel like a mm. certain philosophy or something uh, do, you, do you happen to have anything yeah, like I, that on you? <laughs> you you know steve it's funny i i, I do i you know a company in the 90s made uh, a, a ton of shirts just for these kind of moments are you talking about big johnson shirts <laughs> Oh, close, Steve. I'm talking about no fear shirts. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, you're right. Yes, it's the no fear shirt of the week. Um, do we need to explain it again? Exactly what the I don't know. These were just shirts in the 90s that had really dumb things written on it for insecure teenagers <laughs> and insecure young men. Insecure for the uh, most sports part people. Like, <laughs> uh, every, yeah. Every week I managed to make the description shorter and more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there you know it's not an exact science yeah. um but okay. it, it's sort of like cringe targeted shirts like this is like the genesis of cringy targeted shirts <laughs> so much dude so much all right so yeah. without further ado here it is the no fear shirt of the week does not play well with others <laughs> in parentheses by the way the next the next part it seems others have a problem with losing <laughs> No fear. No fear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this, this is you know, I think this is the first time I've ever seen parentheses used in like a uh, I don't know threatening way, I guess. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, is that grammatically correct to start a sentence with "does not play well"? With, is that like a prepositional phrase? I. It sounds like. It. I mean, it just sounds like a uh, I don't know. A, a warning like a warning label it, it, it sounds like a noun might have been missing before the, yeah. the beginning i of the do not play well with others yeah, or he <laughs> or she does not play with well with others not i mean i get it it's like supposed to be like the person wearing the shirt mm-hmm. but couldn't it just say i don't play well with others I picture uh, like matt berry reading this like i do not play well with others <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, like while I was looking for the, the one for this week, mm -hmm. I uh, I came across a bunch of these No Fear shirts that are like very underwhelming, which is kind of funny in its own way where they're just like very plain sayings. Like it'll they were be like, up. oh, you try the hardest you can. No fear. Just like, wow. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was later on. They ran out that of was like, towards the end things to of say. their uh, dynasty, the no fear dynasty. Yeah. Like they were the only thing to, the only thing to fear was running out of things to not be fearful Ooh, of. Apparently take that. No fear. <laughs> but, but I, while I was looking these, uh, looking them up this week, I did find uh, a shirt from an off brand that I completely forgot about called bad boy, oh. which was hmm. like a, yeah, it, it was like, you know, like a copy Walmart version. So, yeah, so I might start incorporating those uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, bring it on down. Uh, sounds good. All right. Well, that is. But, but What's up? There was one. Actually, I'll save it for next okay. week. Okay. Ooh, edge of the seat here. All right. So that is the No Fear Shirt of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. So now it's uh, time to discuss even further. Mm, if I can uh, <laughs> see where that. There it is. Okay. The Jack of All Trades, uh, starring Bruce. Does not play well with others. Should be like the uh, the the slogan for OBS. I feel like. <laughs> for today, <laughs> yes. Or uh, or nah, it's always been finicky, man. Yeah. That thing is. Anyways, it's a little inside baseball for your, for your, for you listeners, <laughs> right? For, for the four people who care. Um, all right, I'll just let that helicopter go by. All right, got to keep it clean for TikTok, you know. Speaking of, yeah. did you notice that that uh, Super Mario Bros. TikTok almost has 30K? Yeah, yeah, it's been doing really yeah. well. I, I saw that you posted one, uh, like, I, I guess it was either really early in the mm -hmm. morning or I had like 10, 12 hours ago. But anyways, and uh, did you find, like, from another movie, did you, like, purposely look for, like, a clip of John Leguizamo doing Oh, coke? yeah. Oh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> I was like... So did you already know that there was a clip of him doing that? Or were you, like... I'm just going to Google it and see. Well, I just assumed, you know, I mean, anything, I can make anything I want with the power of Photoshop, you know. Uh, I figured if there wasn't one of him doing Coke, then maybe someone else made a, like a, uh, like a, you know, cartoon Luigi, like doing Coke. And if there wasn't, mm -hmm. then all I had to do was put, you know, three lines of Coke in front of cartoon Luigi. Yeah. Either way, you were going to make it look like Leguizamo's Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, someone else did the work for me. Uh, it was actually a GIF. I, I didn't even know that Premiere could uh, play GIFs, but apparently it can. And uh, yep. yeah, it worked out. Uh, it can make them too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, and yeah, it worked out uh, pretty well. So uh, so yeah, you should definitely check us out on TikTok. There's a lot more uh, freedom on there with um, visual aids. Let's just uh, put it like that. Uh, so with cocaine every clip has cocaine <laughs> exactly i mean i'm surprised that there wasn't any kind of like uh you know disclaimers or anything for many of the um you know the, the sites that i uploaded it to but so far so good i mean it's just a movie right <laughs> i mean it definitely wasn't yeah. real life <laughs> or no, no. was it okay so speaking of people who were probably coked up uh back to jack of all trades it's a syndicated half-hour action comedy that, uh, as Yehel said, ran two seasons, 22 episodes in total. And today we are discussing season one, episode one, which is titled Return of the Dragoon. Uh, and it premiered January 17th uh, in the year 2000. And uh, the series itself uh, was then canceled December 2nd, also in the year 2000. It almost ran a complete year. 
That's crazy. Uh, so um, here is a uh, series synopsis. Actually, we're just going to do the episode synopsis. Here we go. Jack yep. Stiles rescues the niece of President Thomas Jefferson. When the president finds out she has been thanking him in bed, he banishes Jack to Palo Palo, uh, supposedly to stop Napoleon's plans for world domination. Jack is appalled when he finds out his contact is a woman. But together, he and mm -hmm. Amelia Rothschild manage to complete their first mission. Oh, they just spoiled the entire episode. Um, but uh, yeah, this was created and written by one uh, Eric Morris, who you may know his writing from such uh, TV shows as Jag, Xena, Sliders, Star Trek Voyager, and uh, the already covered by us, uh, The Pretender. Uh, so... Do you have any other Star Trek uh, connections or? So, sorry, who was that Star Trek connection for? Eric Morris. Oh, that's not even. Oh, we got more. Ooh, okay, okay, we'll was. hold off. So, so the um, executive two of the there's two execs listed for Jack of All Trades. Uh, Alex Kurt. I mean, there's more than two, but two of them: Alex Kurtzman Ooh. and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that guy? Well, I, I know they hate him on Red Letter Media, uh, just because he's he's yeah, the one yeah, who I pretty mean, much did the first two seasons of Picard and made them terrible, from what I understand. Well, I, yeah, I thought it was really weird that they were saying that because he had this exact same level of involvement in season three of Picard. Ah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's really weird for like being such Star Trek fans, especially Mike. Mm -hmm. Like, there's lots of little details like that that he gets wrong like Ooh. all the time yeah you, you hear that but, uh, red letter media you're wrong according to you hell velasquez of obscurity now so alex kurtzman uh there's him and then there's another guy steve orsi mm -hmm. i think is his name uh he wrote and he I, he wrote and or produced um, all three of the uh to like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies that started in 2009 with Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. He was involved in all three of them. Kurtzman was as well. But in current day, Alex Kurtzman is the guy that oversees all of this. He's the exec, he's the exec producer on every Star Trek mm -hmm. show since like they started coming out with new ones in Discovery. So like every episode, every he's the one that green lights the shows. Wow. He's the one that says, OK, this story he's is like fine. the Kathleen Kennedy of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the overseer of the IP, basically. Gotcha. So I thought that that was really weird that they were like, uh, and, and I think they also on Red Letter Media. I'm pretty sure they enjoyed Strange New Worlds, which again, that's another Kurtzman mm -hmm. thing. Which I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the guy either. But I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like everything he is involved with is terrible. Right. Right. It's just when it's bad and he's involved, it's really bad. <laughs> All right, so... Sh but, yeah, besides that, I didn't see any other connections. All right, so here we go. Ah! Oh, no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection! Ah! All right, and uh, this episode was directed by josh becker and he has directed another uh, bruce campbell film or several actually uh by the name of running time which is actually a pretty cool movie it's a uh, like black and white film noir uh that's supposed to look like it was all filmed in one shot like before digital mm -hmm. cameras were a big deal um so uh it's pretty decent if you want to check it out as i said before he um he helped out with the original uh, evil dead 
And he's also directed Xena and another Bruce Campbell film, which I don't think I've ever seen, or maybe I tried to watch it and it just wasn't very good, called uh, Alien Apocalypse. Um, and also, this was obviously created by uh, Renaissance Pictures, which is uh, you know Sam Raimi's company that did Herc and Xena and... Uh, going all the way back to Evil Dead 2, I think, is when they uh, came up with that uh, title. But uh, I'm pretty sure Chris Jericho is an alien apocalypse. I think you're right, actually. Um, <laughs> I think I remember him like tweeting about, I'm checking now, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, no, it must be a different movie. He's in some kind of like sci-fi channel, like um, Asylum. Well, you know, I remember alien, he showed up one. in one of the Sharknados. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, so did Kurt Angle. Yeah. Did he? Man, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Well, those movies are pretty dumb. But uh, anyway. Uh, eh. What? Huh? But uh, yeah, let's. Should we get into the cast then? Please. So we've got the aforementioned Bruce Campbell as the star. Uh, Jack Styles, the character he plays, and like we said, it's it's Bruce being Bruce, basically. Um, I'm not really. I mean, I, I don't know if we even have to go into what he's known for, but Army of Darkness, Ashford's Evil Dead, Evil Dead. Burn notice, a million, million things. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yep. Um, we've got then, lost my place here. Um, still lost my place. <laughs> this is going very, very well. We've got Angela Marie Dotch, Dotkin. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce that, but uh, she plays kind of like the love interest slash partner, Miss, uh, Mrs. What's well, this here? Miss uh, Amelia Smith Rothschild. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't had anything since, uh, 2004. Oh, that's too bad. And she only has 10 credits. I thought she was pretty good in this. Yeah, I thought she was great. Um, so yeah, kind of weird. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe she, I, I, I don't know. Maybe what, you know, once you go Bruce Campbell, you're like, ah, yeah, I never want to act is it? This is the peak. with anyone else, uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Moving right along, we've got uh, Stuart Devini, Devini playing Governor Croak. I can't pronounce anybody's names today, apparently. <laughs> uh, he also only had 35 credits. Uh, again, nothing of note. And I should mention um, that Angela didn't really have anything else of note. I mean, she had a couple random things on like Xena and Hercules, stuff like mm. that. But nothing that really seemed to like stick. Right. Uh, then we've got Stephen Paps uh, playing Captain Brogard. Uh, he, again, doesn't have like a ton, ton of credits, 49 credits. Uh, however, his most recent credit, I think, is worth mentioning. The 2022, The Poop Files. The... Excuse me, The Poop Files. <laughs> the Poop Files? Oh. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, wow. Uh... Is this it's a TV series, but there's like no number of episodes listed? Oh, I, I'm sorry. There's 20 episodes listed. But, I mean, there's, like, no episode names, no, you know, way to watch it. I mean, there's a little bit of a cast list, so who knows what it's about. But uh, it, it appears to be, like, some kind of, like, kid show. I don't know. There's, like, a some kind of bug, a drawing of a bug, and the bug is wearing a button that says, I love dung. It's either a kid uh, show or a really disturbing, like, porn parody of the X-Files. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... These screenshots are kind of wild, to be honest. <laughs> he's uh, he's <laughs> also the you. founder of Paps Blue Ribbon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, then we've got uh, Charles uh, Pierrard playing President Thomas Jefferson. Um, he was, uh, you know, a bunch of people like in this show were on another show called Shortland Street. Hmm. 
Uh, I should mention that, and he's one of them. He's in there for 48 episodes. Uh, but yeah, uh, he only has 17 credits to his name, but uh, 48 episodes of uh, Shortland Street. But again, nothing really of note. He kind of looks a little bit like Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, so I'll give him that. Does that, <laughs> is that, does that count There's as a, a credit? There's a few beans for you. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of everybody that I thought was worth mentioning. I would like to point out that Later on in the series, Vern Troyer plays Napoleon. <laughs> That's the great casting. <laughs> yeah, and they do make because they do make quite a few jokes uh, in this episode about Napoleon being short. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's so weird. And to think that is the cast. That there was a period of time where like Vernon Troyer was a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, early two thousand seems so long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you know. Uh, he, he, he's like one of those uh, actors where it's just like very of the time. Oh, yeah. He was, a, he was a fad, like 100% because yeah, of Dr. Yeah, was... Evil. Yeah. Or Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he'd constantly just pop up in random things sure. like commercials or like on as a bit part, like on like a skit, like on a late night show. Like he would just like do whatever. Yeah, you know? And eventually uh, did a porno uh, as one does, I guess. You do. Oh, I... <laughs> I was not aware of that. Yeah, they uh, Conan would show like the not like censored clips of it on Conan, like just. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. What I'm like, because I remembered he would like be in some like skitter late night show, late show bits. So it must be that must be it from Conan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enough about Vernon Schroyer's porn career. Uh... <laughs> I heard it was pretty short no. <laughs> nice uh, no nicely fear. done no fear right uh it, it would take a pretty fearless man to make that uh, joke but uh all right let's get into this episode okay so we open up uh 1801 somewhere across the canadian border and uh we see an obvious model of a fortress sitting on a mountaintop inside a woman is being held captive she's being surrounded by uh, french soldiers dressed in colonial uniforms uh the lady says she's the president's daughter uh the head soldier then says uh they are going to send her headless body back home wrapped in the flag of england thus kick-starting a war between england and the usa and then just out of nowhere uh suddenly uh jack styles aka bruce campbell bursts through a window and uh, i mean there's I mean, if there's any reason to watch this show, it's the one-liners that he has. I mean, as we said, the entire show is, like, built around him. He uh, yeah. he jumps through the window and says, I would have knocked, but my fist had other plans. And uh, then... <laughs> That's a great yeah, line. Yeah, really good. And then he proceeds to knock out every single, like, armed soldier. They're all armed with guns that they don't really feel like using for whatever reason. He knocks them all out with one punch. They all just sort of fall to the ground um, in like uh, Three Stooges-like fashion. He then uh, rescues the president's daughter, and they head outside the fortress, and they distract the guards by singing the French national anthem. Uh, and then, and I'm, and I'm going to ask you your opinion on, on this in a second, uh, then Jack and the lady, they're like staring down like a cliff, basically, and uh, Bruce is all, uh, you know, how much do you weigh? And, of course, she slaps him because you're never supposed to ask mm-hmm. a lady that thing. And then uh, he's like, oh, the heck with it, and, like, grabs her, and they jump off the edge. Her uh, dress, her very frilly dress, inflates like a parachute, and he grabs her heels 
And uh, she's all like, oh, how can I repay you? And then he <laughs> looks up into her skirt, uh, seeing uh, her bloomers. And I think he says something like, oh, I, I think we'll uh, think of something. I think we can work something out or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that's what he says. And I mean, and it's not the end of the cold open yet, but I want to know, what did you think, uh, I guess, first of the French national anthem shtick and then the parachute dress shtick? I mean, it's so dumb, but... It works because, you know, Campbell's like so charming mm-hmm. and uh, everyone really commits to the bits. Right. And, uh, you know, I like that it sets the stage for, you know, what to expect. However, it was probably not a smart decision because I feel like I bet this cold open immediately turned off like half the audience. Yeah. Yeah. When you see the the parachute dress thing is a lot to take in, especially since yeah. it looks fake. I mean, it feels like, uh, you know looney tunes uh, more or less yeah. and i mean i even me and i mean i'll spoiler alert i liked this show when it came out but re-watching it i was like god what were they thinking and then the french national yeah. anthem thing too i'm just like so by that rationale if i'm ever in any trouble all i have to do is figure out where the person is from and start singing their national anthem to them they'll immediately stop and start singing with me like oh, I, I thought the idea was that like the french are just idiots or something or they're so loyal to i mean i don't know you know steve we may be showing our ignorance here maybe this like is a joke where something similar happened historically like during a battle or something or <laughs> i don't i don't yeah, know right. Like, yeah, yeah, right. maybe like the French are in a battle of like their their opposing army. Like somebody starts playing the French uh, anthem on their uh, period appropriate instrument, whatever that may be, uh, a lute and electric guitar. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> I appreciate you playing the devil's advocate. Uh, but uh, OK, we're going to we're going to move you on. Know, I, 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 I just felt like it was definitely something like I, I don't think the gag that those two gags themselves were like bad. I think they were like placed way too early in the show. You got to build up your, the zaniness of the show. Right. Right. You know, right. you can't start like at a 10 when, when it's something like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you think about it, this is the zaniest stuff for the entire episode. Um, there's yeah. nothing that really tops. Thankfully. The, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> that tops the parachute dress thing. Uh, thank God. So dear listener, this is, this is, if you're watching this show, um, make sure you at least get past the cold open. I mean, it's only a half hour show. I mean, really, what are you going to do? And um, yeah, yeah. where was it uh, that you uh, you watched it, that weird site? Oh, so it's a website called, I don't know if it's pronounced Veo, but it's V-E-O-H.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it might be a legitimate site. Like, there wasn't any weird... Uh, mm-hmm you know, downloads or, or whatever weird poo Um, poo files or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's a, it's like a video sharing website, Mm -hmm. um, with like a CEO and like offices and everything. I I did look into it a little bit. Uh, so it does seem to be legit. Like they actually have licenses for, for some of this stuff. So, all right, Uh, well, I'll put a link in the description. Uh, otherwise you can just Buy the DVD because it doesn't look like it's really streaming anywhere else. Um, but uh, yeah. moving on. So basically, as they're, um, as Jack is looking up into the lady's dress, they uh, cut to them falling into bed, which is really a cool transition. Um, and uh, so they start sort of going at it. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, Thomas Jefferson starts uh, knocking at the door. And we get another really funny line here from uh, Jack, a.k.a. Bruce, where he says, 
beat it, Turkey. I'm in the middle of some Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, um, so Jack lets him in, um, and, uh, the, the president congratulates Jack and, um, the prez tells Jack that he's being reassigned to the small island of Palo Palo or, or Palo Palo in order to thwart, um, Napoleon because he's, uh, they've taken it over basically like one of his, uh, governors or whatever has taken it over and he, they have to be there for when he arrives. And, um, and then at the very end, uh, Jefferson like threatens him and says like, you know, never, never touch my daughter again, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah. did I, uh, did I miss anything there? I think I got it all. Um, no, no, you, you, you got it all. Uh, I, I do want to put out something I forgot to mention about VO or whatever, however it's pronounced, mm-hmm. but, uh, Michael Eisner at one point was on the, I don't know if he's supposed, but he was on like the board of directors for it and invested like $10 million into it. And uh, I did see that they have had, I don't know if they currently do, but they have had in the past like distribution deals with pretty much every major American network. So, uh, it is a legitimate place of business apparently. Okay. Well, good to know. Uh, so the Jack of all trades theme, uh, plays and, um, can you describe the theme and then tell me what you think about it? The theme is fantastic. It's <laughs> I don't even know. It, it's almost like pirate song. Sea chanty, sea chanty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sea chanty. Mm-hmm. Not quite like a pirate song, you know. But uh, yeah, I thought it was great. The lyrics are hilarious. I wish I would have written down some of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's really good theme. I I know you liked it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and the the clips of the wacky pirates sort of dancing. I remember there's a a, a oh, shot yeah. where one of the peg leg pirates is dancing on the, cause it's all, they're all sort of dancing inside of a, a bar or a tavern or whatever you want to call it. It almost felt like a commercial for Bennigan's or something like that, or a beer commercial. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, really funny stuff really does a good job of uh, sort of, um, you know, forwarding the, the mood of, um, of this <laughs> insane show. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, we are now in the busy port of Palau Palau. Um, it's daytime, and Jack ends up meeting uh, Amelia Rothschild, and she tells him that he's his contact. And of course, he's not um, too too thrilled about that. And actually, before that, uh, Jack is helping a kid with his doll of the uh, this masked vigilante that's very similar to Zorro, who's called uh, the Daring Dragoon. And he's all like, huh, who the, you know, who's that kid? And then Amelia shows up and tells him uh, who it is. And this actually goes into play with the plot later. Uh, they then go to, um, uh, or any thoughts about that scene? Uh, no, pretty generic. A uh, little joke with the kid here kicking him in the shin oh, or the balls that. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he kicks Bruce, or excuse me, Jack, uh, you know, because he's like, leave me alone, you weirdo, or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was fine. I, I like the set a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a beautiful area that I'm in New Zealand that they shot uh, for sure. Yeah. So, but, but it looked like they built. I, I, I'm assuming that like this gets reused in other episodes since it was shot on location. But uh, they built quite a bit of that little town. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. So they then go to Amelia's place, uh, and Amelia then tells Jack that her husband is died that they uh, originally moved out there to i don't know set up something and then yeah unfortunately he passed away and then she walks into a uh, fireplace that is actually an illusion for her her secret laboratory 
really fun sort of like a Batman Adam West kind of stuff going on here. And if you think about it, I mean, Jack of all trades is basically like 1800s, like Adam West Batman uh, only. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, only with comedy <laughs> on purpose. Uh, so, of course, Jack uh, bumbles around the lab. Uh, Amelia says um, that in no way and in no uncertain terms are they ever going to have sex or go on a date or kiss or just be interested in one another in any way. So, of course, you know. But the way she says it is so descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's, she's like, never will your nether regions feel, you know, the, the slickness of my tongue. You know, she says something like that. Right. Uh, like, even if you can't get down with, like, the wacky sort of, like, a premise uh, of this show, I mean, you gotta, you gotta love the dialogue. It's so good. So yeah, the dialogue's good. great. So, uh, Amelia and Jack uh, head to the governor's house. Um, there's, basically, they talk about some uh, orders from Napoleon that they have to uh, obtain. Um, so, that sparks them to go to the governor's house. Uh, Jack uh, is looking at a picture of Napoleon and he's like, uh, oh, huh, who's the short fry or something like that. And of course, like the governor is like, that is our lord, the, the Napoleon. How dare you? Um, so uh, then Jack says that he has to, um, you know, use the uh, porcelain something or other. He says he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, the porcelain throne yeah. referring to the toilet. I love it because he's really just acting like modern day Bruce Campbell. Like there's no... Uh, they don't they don't try to sugarcoat right. it or anything. It's awesome. Uh, but um, a guard shows up and tells the governor that someone spray painted a uh, dragoon symbol on a wall. And now uh, Jack is in the governor's like uh, office rifling through the desk, like looking for some uh, looking for those orders. And then Amelia shows up and asks Jack what he's doing. Jack says he can't find the orders. Then a bunch of sh soldiers show up and start banging on the door. And, you know, Jack is all looking around uh, for a place to hide and Amelia. And then he asks for her underwear, basically. And, of course, he gets slapped again. It's basically a replay of the, the previous mm -hmm. how, um, you know, how much do you weigh joke from before. Basically... This prompts him to come up with the idea to disguise himself as the uh, the daring uh, dragoon. Um, like, what do you think about the whole sort of, uh, you know, masked vigilante thing, like sort of interwoven into the the plot here? Uh, at first I was like, why? I, and Steve, you've watched obviously more of the show than I have. I'm assuming like this character keeps coming back up, this dragoon. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, at first I was like a little like unsure of how I was going to play out, uh, but, but it ends up like working out, uh, you know, well, but, um, yeah, cause it's, it's, you definitely need to have like a strong suspension of disbelief with this show. Uh, more so I would say than even Hercules. <laughs> right. Well, depending on whether you're watching Hercules from like the beginning of its run versus the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, this is like starting at like peak goofiness of Hercules. Right. Uh, rather than the building toward, uh, I don't know if you want to say building up to it or building down to it, <laughs> depending on, you know, what kind of media you prefer to consume. I would say building up, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fine. It, you know, Bruce Campbell, one thing we should say is that as he's masked as this character, the, the dragoon, dragoon or whatever, uh, he doesn't change his voice at no. all. No, he and only like his eyes are covered in a little bit of his cheeks, so it should be very obvious like who it is, which I guess is part of like the joke, which is why I'm saying you do need to have like a lot of suspension. Sure, yeah, I mean show. it's your classic sort of uh, like 1940s serial, uh, you know, swashbuckling 
uh, yeah, like yeah, Zorro, yeah. basically. And yeah, I remember when I originally watched this show, I was like, so they're they're doing that too? Because I mean, he's already a secret agent. Why does he need to be a mass vigilante too? But they have a decent reason for it. And, you know, as long as you're willing, you know, you just sort of go with it because uh, you know it's going to be funny yeah. regardless. Uh, yeah, because he wants to stay on the on the good side of the, the French. Right. You know, until because the point is to get close enough to them to eventually take down Napoleon. Mm, exactly. Uh, so yeah, the um, the soldiers eventually come in and they're like, "Oh no, it's the the daring dragoon!" And basically, he um, sword fights them all uh, and escapes uh, through the window. And you think he like jumps all the way through the window to like reappear later. He's really just sort of hanging on the edge, <laughs> which is yeah, kind of yeah. funny. So uh, now they're back in the laboratory. Uh, Jack and Amelia argue. Basically, Amelia gives them the whole, you know, I can't, you know, you're so, so reckless, whatever. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And Jack is like, oh, no, disguising myself as a dragoon is a great cover. Uh, and Amelia says that she's going to send a letter to Thomas Jefferson and immediately request that he be replaced. Uh, then they realize that somehow that the orders are on a ship i don't really remember how that goes about and and jack is i, I think amelia already knew that the orders would be on a ship because they were trying to like get the orders before they were given to the captain right 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 gotcha and uh then uh bruce is like well how are you gonna get it and then um we we see uh, amelia she's wearing a um scuba diver scuba dive diving scuba diving helmet that Bruce was actually playing around with in the lab in one of the previous scenes. And so this is good because you get, it's very like, it's a very like Bioshock steampunkish looking, like it's just like the helmet. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's good because you get to see that Amelia, you know, she's actually, uh, you know, can take care of herself. She's actually bringing something to the table. She's, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, need, you know, Jack styles to save her every time. Although I'm, you know, he does of course. (laughs) here and there yeah yeah well it's kind of like one of those things where they're both competent yeah they're both uh, uh they're both for the most part yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're both good at what they do but they do need each other even if they don't want to admit right. it necessarily right. so yeah I, I think it works really well and i think it's funny like the way that she's w- walking underwater um in an obvious like uh you know sound stage again it's very uh yeah like a tank. very batman and robin <laughs> And yeah. so she uh, boards the ship, she finds the orders, and then um, soldiers open fire, but out of nowhere. Yeah, they notice like her, um, nobody saw her get in on the mm-hmm. boat or sneak into the cabin, or the captain's quarters or whatever, but a soldier does see like her wet footprints, which I thought was like a good way to like, uh, and it shows like, I don't know, the, the French here, they're kind of treated like Star Wars tr- oh, stormtroopers sure. a little bit. Absolutely. So it was nice to see them at least get a little bit of competency, you know, because obviously none of them would be barefoot. Nobody on the ship should be barefoot, let alone like with wet feet. So immediately they knew, hey, someone's a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the dragoon shows up and uh, saves her, takes out a bunch of the soldiers while uh, Amelia gets away. And uh, there's an even longer sword fight and then the captain of the guard shows up and basically he and the dragoon clash uh, swords and uh but eventually you know uh it leads with the dragoon getting away and so now, now we're back at amelia's place amelia tells bruce that she swapped the orders gave them the wrong orders or something so they can go to the wrong wrong place and jack is like oh you you were gonna do this all along weren't you um 
and uh, Amelia eventually asked Jack what he, I mean, because they're, they have a much better sort of, uh, there's a bit of camaraderie here. It's like, oh, look, we, we did it, you know, partner kind of thing. And then um, Amelia yeah. asked Jags, like, uh, what would you say to her sending a new letter asking for his uh, reinstatement? <laughs> and then Jack goes, well, uh, I have the first letter right here. And she gets <laughs> all mad and says, oh, you went through my mail? Um, I want to speak to you in the soundproof lab. And he's like, you're going to yell at me, aren't you? And they go and they walk through the fake fire. And uh, and basically that's a fade to black, uh, the end. Um, did you uh, have any comments on those last couple scenes there? No, no, no. I think you pretty much uh, nailed it. Um, you know, like I, I think Jack, once he presents the letter, she, he's like, well, I knew you would change your mind mm-hmm. uh, once you saw like, you know, how valuable I am or something like right. that. Uh, you know, cause he's always got to get his, his quips in, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Um, what did you think overall of like the set? I know, I know we kind of talked about the village, but the overall set design and some of the other, uh, scenes, I mean, for, for a show uh, like this, you know, that doesn't even take itself that seriously. I mean, I think, I mean, it looks great. Um, like I don't, yeah. as long as they stay away from like parachute dresses, <laughs> Well, which then, I mean, everything is, is great. Like that was just the one sort of sore thumb, I would say, or I don't yeah. even know if that's a saying, but uh, one sort of downfall, at least to this pilot, I don't, I can't really remember too. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of zaniness throughout the series, but uh, it's been so long since I've But like now, to me, like if episode two opened with something zany, mm-hmm. me as a viewer, I'd be much more open to accepting it because I've already seen like, you know, what kind of comedy it is that, yeah, there's going to be some silly stuff like when he, you know, just like because he, when he makes like her his first uh, blood dragoon outfit out of like her underwear yeah. or whatever, you know, real stupid right. stuff like that. Uh, so you're, you're, you're kind of like more ready for it. Sure. And I actually almost feel like the cold open was added like later on after the fact, because th- that's the one time that the sets look kind of cheap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that fortress. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like everything looks really cheap. The effect is pretty cheap too. When they're like, like you mentioned, when they're parachuting, uh, using her dress as the parachute. And later on, when they're like actually in the regular show and they're fighting, there's definitely some wire work with like when he like does like the big flip, right. you know. Uh, unless gravity works differently in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, and I saw in the uh, credits that it credits like one or two people um, for wire removal. Mm. So there's definitely like money there. Everything else looks better. There's obviously like good effects money because I couldn't see any wires. Uh, and that's not something that was cheap or as easy to like clean up in 2000. Right. So, yeah, I feel like it was almost added in after the fact because you don't even need it. No. Like you could have literally started it from when he's in bed with Thomas Jefferson's daughter. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I wonder whose idea the parachute dress was. That's some of the... I know who's Alex Kurtzman, (laughs) according to a Red Letter Media. (laughs) Right. It was Alex Kurtzman with Kathleen Kennedy uh, in the conservatory with the revolver. Um, But Everybody you don't like in media got together. (laughs) I I believe Vince McMahon called the meeting together. (laughs) I love how... (laughs) Mustache Vince McMahon. I love how, like, uh, the whole internet freaks out and it's like, oh, Vince is back. Oh, he's going to ruin everything. It's, uh, it's, it's hilarious. Um... I mean, the man has a track record. It's weird, right? Because he's got like the most successful wrestling company 
of all time. But it's also the one. But anytime he's doing something, like he's gonna mess it up. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, there was one other question I wanted to ask you before we rendered our verdict, um, because this premiered along with another sort of a Renaissance Pictures slash Sam Raimi joint, uh, Cleopatra 2023 or something like that. Do you remember that mm-hmm. show? So I never watched it, but I do remember like the commercials for it. I, I don't really remember. Was it set like in modern day? Like, I don't even think it was set in the future. I thought it was right? the it future. Was like, I mean, I, I never watched it either. You might be right. I think I caught like the last, I would catch like the last five minutes waiting for, for this show. And I just thought it felt like some, like, you know, Cinemax, like, softcore porn or something. Um, But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't, uh, I don't know. I was just like, I don't want. Cleopatra 2525. There you go. Uh, And and then right after that, you can watch Phantom 2030 and then go read some uh, Spider-Man 2099 comics. So, Steve, I think we should definitely cover this, Mm -hmm. just reading the description. Uh, First, it stars Gina Torres, who's awesome. Mm -hmm. But, um an exotic dancer cryogenically frozen in the year 2001. Presumably, she had herself frozen because she couldn't take the news of uh, Jack of all trades being canceled. Is accidentally thawed out in 2525 by two female warriors who are fighting against evil robots which have taken over the world. (laughs) The three join forces and try to escape the underground caverns to which humanity has been banished, meeting up with all sorts of strange creatures along the way. Yeah, yeah, we should add it to the list, along wow. with, um, it seems like another show that was around during this time period was the Kevin Sorbo Andromeda, you remember, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, which I've never watched, even though it's like something that Gene Roddenberry had uh, created. Yep, I, I heard that, um, but uh, all right, let's uh, render the verdict and uh, get out of here. That's the question. All right, uh, daring you hell. Do you think that Jack of all trades should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again? Uh, yeah, I say remember it. I liked it a lot. Uh, you know, it's hard to go wrong whenever you've got Bruce Campbell just kind of being himself amped up a little bit. He he plays like a great rogue with a heart of gold character so and it was genuinely funny even even outside of bruce campbell's bits i thought the casting was uh really well done um for everybody else too uh what say ye yeah if you're a uh, bruce campbell fan i mean you can't go wrong with this um but it's a very specific sort of style of uh comedy and like parody uh so i don't know if you're a normie you might not be into it <laughs> but uh yeah of course uh, i mean i feel like that this among uh, other uh, among uh, Bruce's other sort of filmography this is uh, really almost close to being uh, forgotten uh, which I definitely don't think it should be so yeah it should definitely be remembered in accordance to obscure to now the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet you shall be remembered yes good show all right well i was just happy to talk about something that wasn't nintendo related (laughs) (laughs) um but um but yeah that was a fun time good stuff is there anything else you want to talk about before we (laughs) dip out of here anything at all 
Uh, no, I don't think so. That that did seem to go by pretty quick. Huh? I mean, it's a it's a short show. I mean, it's a short what show. Can you yeah. do? Um, I would like to. I keep forgetting to announce that next month I'm going to be going to my first uh, convention as a well, my first convention as a creator. Hopefully, going to sell out oh. millions of copies of Escape to Earth number one. Why don't you just announce it now? Since I am. You're going to edit this. <laughs> That's what oh, this is you announcing yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sorry, Steve. I thought we were just having a friendly conversation. I, oh, no, I, I, I apologize. I stopped recording um, a long time ago. Uh, no, but it's called uh, Comic-Con Revolution, and it's out in um, Ontario, California. And um, I... I'll, you think Rob Liefeld will be there? I know for a fact that he won't, but I know that uh, Welsh Portacio will be there. Uh, <laughs> we're going to hang out and eat balot and a bunch of other filipino t- delicacies it's going to be great you're gonna you're gonna talk about rob yeah i'm gonna be like so so why does rob liefeld hate us does he hate you how do you feel about rob <laughs> yeah it's like but no i, I i'm should i ask him why <laughs> wet works was so dense and layered with uh with words i don't know man I, <laughs> you see if he brings it yeah, up. yeah that's, that's a good point like if he's like you know you know what's wrong with comic books man all the all the room for art. We gotta. <laughs> what people really want is more words. Yeah, right. So uh, aren't uh... not not that not that the writing's unimportant, no. but yeah, wet works was oof, it was really dense. Yeah, I like, mean not bad. It just uh, a lot of acronyms. I mean, you really got your two ninety nine worth or however much it was back then. Yeah. Um, aren't you going to a con at some point soon ish sort of, um, not super soon. I mean, like in October, mm-hmm. uh, probably be doing retro world expo and PRGE, which is in Portland, um, retro worlds in Connecticut. I think PRGE is, they might both be in October. I really need to get that sorted out. <laughs> what? Um, you can see I'm really on top we'll of it. We'll have our speaking. secretary get on it, uh, immediately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, if there isn't anything else, uh, that's our show. Um, Make sure you like and subscribe and check us out on uh, TikTok. Other than that, we will see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.